Today's podcast is pretty straightforward. It's 18 often forgotten or unusual prepping items. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We're glad that you've joined us, and we're going to talk about some uh, oddities, some unusual or forgotten or quite weird but very necessary items that are often left out of a go bag or a get home bag or a bug out bag. I don't see anything on here really weird. Well, not mm-hmm. not in the sense there's nothing on here that's weird, but it's just I just guess weird. From a prepper perspective, <laughs> it doesn't often land on the first 10 items to go. That's the point of what we're doing tonight is that it is often forgotten or unusual. And so we'll go through here in just a little bit, but we do want to make a couple of announcements. Uh, One, I saw that the FCC is changing some of the regulations on ham radio licensing. And for one, it's going to go to a $35 fee starting, I think, April the 19th, or maybe it's after April the 19th. Hmm. Now, the other side of that coin, the GMRS license is coming down from $70 down to $35. Oh. Well, okay. But now here's the thing. If you are able to renew your license in that, uh, in this next, what, 15, 10, 15 days, go ahead and do that because up until April the 19th, it still remains no cost. So what it will wind up being after the 19th, you'll still pay the usually $15 testing fee and that goes to the ARRL. That is set by the ARRL, not by the VEs, and none of that money goes into their pockets. And then after you pass your test, you'll go to the website and you'll pay your $35 fee through that, and then you'll have your license. So it's just going to add one more step in there, but it is going to add a cost. And for what we get out of it, $35 for 10 years, that's a good buy. Yeah, that's really something to think about. It is good for 10 years. So, yeah, that's a very good return. Very, very good return. Let's talk about our sponsors tonight. Yes, we're being sponsored by Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This is a book written by you and me. And it's a common sense guide for life's regular, normal, expected emergencies. We say expected. Any emergency or disaster is essentially unexpected, but you can expect that things like that will ordinarily happen to regular people. So it is a guide on prepping for life's emergencies. And our second sponsor is Jim Curtis Knives. Now, I was having a conversation, and I'm going to go ahead and let this out of the bag. It's not in the next week or two, but I'm going to let this out of the bag, is that Jim Curtis is building a bush craft knife to be given away to a lucky Practical Prepping Podcast listener. Oh, how fun. And we'll give you more details on that. It's going to take him a little bit to get it built, 
He's working this into his regular number of knives that he has to build, but he's going to build a beautiful, beautiful knife. And we may be able to get him to do some photographs of that in the process and put that on not only his site, but on our site as well. Well, Tell us how great a Jim Curtis knife is. Jim Curtis knife is fabulous. I own two of them that Krista gave me about a year apart. And one, Jim calls it my church knife. (laughs) It's a beautiful little blue pearl. It's not pearl, but it's a... Got a swirled. It's got a swirled red, white, and blue handle. And it has an Alabama Damascus steel blade that is very deeply etched. And so it... It, both of them are very, very sharp. The other one is a little bit bigger. He calls it my working knife, and it's the one that I wear when I'm working around the house, out in the garage, out in the wood shop, and it comes in very, very handy, and I've cut everything from French bread to, you know, cutting rope, and it does a very good job on both. How about that? All right, let's talk about our topic tonight. And that is 18 often forgotten or unusual prepping items. And first on the list, I think, is a very telling one, and that is a copy of the Bible. Yeah, if we're locked down in an SHTF situation, there's going to be some loneliness. There's going to be some despair. And we're going to need God's Word to read, where, especially where he says, I will be with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, there are 365 passages in the Bible specifically regarding fear and to not fear. Right. Because we have our trust and faith in him. And I think that's interesting that there's one for every single day of our year. It says, do not fear, fear not, have no fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Casting out fear. Uh, so, you know, yes, we need to have the, the strength and the power that can only come from the divine, and that's God. Now, another one would be a tooth repair kit. I thought that was extremely inspired because I'm someone who has had broken teeth, and I can just imagine if I was in a grid-down situation or a, you know, Schumer-hit-the-fan situation, I'm not going to be able to run to the dentist and get dentist care. You know, I may not see a dentist ever again in a situation like that. So being able to repair teeth is a very, very important skill. Or it could happen late Friday night or late Saturday night, and you can't get to the dentist till mm-hmm. Monday. And it's basically a patch kit for teeth. Yeah, and it's not for, like, deep, wounded-type breaks. It's like a chip, anything that you could, like, patch at home. And that opens up that nerve. Yeah, that's, that's part true. of the problem right there. But now this is not the do-it-yourself root canal No, kit. no, 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 no. This is just something to put, you know, teeth parts back together. Yeah, or make it quit hurting. Yes, or make it quit hurting. Jim Curtis Knives, handcrafted, unique, heirloom-quality knives and blades. These high-quality knives are available at reasonable prices, and they're made right here in Alabama. You can purchase a Jim Curtis knife one of two ways. First, you can design your own. Your blade style might be a 3-inch EDC knife, or perhaps a 4-inch skinning knife, a 6-inch Bowie knife, or a shape that you have always wanted. You can also pick your steel. Alabama Damascus makes a beautiful art quality knife or high carbon steel, which holds a very fine edge. 
You can pick your handles. They can be made from wood, bone, paracord, micarta, and there's lots of colors and options. Secondly, you could select a knife already pre-made by Jim Curtis. You can see some of the options posted on his Facebook page. Contact Jim Curtis and see what else he has available. All Jim Curtis knives come with a lifetime guarantee, lifetime sharpening, and two band-aids. Yes, they are that sharp. Jim Curtis Knives. Find him on Facebook. He'll be linked in our show notes and on our website. Seeing is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. I have glasses. I have glasses and a glass, a glasses repair. That, that sounds wrong. A repair kit for glasses. Well, How about that? I, I knew what you meant. But you're talking about those little tiny screwdrivers and those little tiny screws, the little working parts of a pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. And I would tell you, have something like a set of needle holders, or if you grew up in the 70s, roach clip, something to be able to... <laughs> Ooh, talk about letting a cat out of the bag. <laughs> Boom. Something that you can hold those little bitty screws with and, mm. and a pair of very fine uh, needle nose pliers will work on that as well. Well, I'm sure if you got big meat hands or something, but I have no trouble with holding those little screwdrivers. Uh, I'm not talking about the screwdrivers. I'm talking oh. about the screws. Oh, yeah. Now, they are Because you got to put that screw in that hole so you can tighten it down with those uh, those tiny, tiny little screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not the problem, yeah. but the holding on to the screw is. Now, this next on the list I have never personally used, so I'm going to need to dig into your expertise on this, but you've mentioned shoe goo. Now, what is shoe goo? Shoe goo is for repairing and waterproofing. And basically, best way I can relate it, now it's, it's not this thick or bad, but it's roofing tar for shoes. Oh, okay. So you've got like hiking boots or sneakers and, and or something. You tear one and you need to waterproof it. You can repair it with that. You can glue on a flopping sole with it. I actually had a flopping sole problem. You know? Most <laughs> all of us have at one time or another way back under. Yeah, sure. But today's shoes don't last long enough for the soles to begin to flop but shoe goo is a good way to put it back together to glue it together and you can even use shoe glue for patching a hole in a tent oh yes anything that would need some kind of a waterproofing attachment Mm -hmm. something to hold it together yeah so that's what shoe glue is it's repairing and waterproofing for shoes okay also something else to think about would be gold bond powder it's a particular brand that we find in the united states it's a medicated powder and it's very useful for a lot of skin irritations uh, allergic rashes chicken pox little ones that you know strike get itchy and you bust Mm -hmm. them open gold bond powder will actually soothe your skin and quieten down that inflammation and you can get a little trial size of it. You can get a larger amount of it. Uh, I've known people that have chronic fungus trouble with their feet. Mm-hmm. And so they'll just sprinkle it right down into their shoes. And it's good for that athlete's foot to be able to relieve the pain of that. And guys, you probably want to have some of this because it works on an itch that we really don't want to have. I think I understand what you're I talking about. I think you understand well. And mm-hmm. if we're trying to hoof it home and it's taken three or four days and we had not been able to take a good shower and get mm-hmm. good and clean down there, a little bit of gold bond powder might go a long way. I understand. 
All right. Now, here's one you're going to have to fill in the blank. I know what it is. I know what it's used for, but uh, I don't know how to use it. And that's yeast packets. Well, I got to thinking about this. You know, we prep and store a pretty good amount of flour, cornmeal, bread flour, the types of things that you use to make bread. Mm -hmm. Do we think about the yeast that's required to make that bread? Sometimes we don't think about that. And yeast actually does have a pretty good shelf life. You can buy yeast and it's usually good for a couple of years. They'll put expiration code. And there's a telltale way that you can tell if your yeast is still any good. And that is if you just sacrifice one package of it, pour it in some warm water. If it doesn't bubble and activate, it's no good. Okay. So you'll know that you're if you've got a set of yeast that you've bought all at one time, you can try a little bit of it. And see if it's good. But you're going to need yeast in order to make breads and pizza dough. And there's a, a, a recipe called Angel Biscuits that's made with yeast. Oh, I love those. I haven't made them in a long time, and I need please, to. Please, please, please. <laughs> so, yes, have some yeast packets and keep them in a cool, dry place. Now, here's something that I carry in my EDC bag, and I don't have to use it very often. But when I need it, I need it. And that is nose spray. Now, are you talking about the saline kind? Or I'm not talking about the saline type. I like the medicated kind that makes my nose open up. Oh, I got you. That, okay. that opens me up. I know they say that, you know, be real careful with it. And that's why I carry it and don't use it. I've been addicted to it two or three times. and But you're on a prescription now. I am now on a prescription of Flonase and something else that... That handles it very, very well, and that really is for allergy-type stuff, but it keeps me open. But every now and then, I'll just get so plugged up that I have to get a snort of that nose spray. Yes, and see, it can be a forgotten item sometimes when we're thinking about packing that bag. And yes, I said snort on the podcast. (laughs) Something else that I like to keep around, I will take this with me on just a regular trip you know, out of state visiting, I will take a can or a container of dry shampoo. I will use it just daily. It does help to control, you know, some of that buildup and some of the oils that can really stack up on your hair. And if you're in a grid down situation, you may not be on a regular bathing or showering schedule. And a bit of that dry shampoo is really going to help. But now it's not going to help the ball, guys. No, all they need is a good, warm, damp wash rag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And my hair short enough. Good, damp wash rags about all I need as well. And that kind of negates. Now, y'all need them, but uh, some of us don't, and that's hair brushes and combs. Right. Just have some extra brushes and combs. You will want to brush those locks from time to time. Some of them, some of you guys need them for your beard. And that's true. <laughs> and now my, my hair is, what, quarter inch long? And... I do have to brush it each morning, and this is why. You've heard of waking up with bed head. I wake up with mask head. What kind of mask? I wear a CPAP, and the CPAP strap goes over my head, and it makes an indentation right there. Mm -hmm. And so I have to brush it the opposite direction, make it stand back up a little bit, because it really looks weird with this dent in the top of my head right there. Okay, so while we're taking a trip through the Prepper drugstore, let's not forget to pick up a supply of Preparation H or Tux or the generic name brand of creams and ointments that are designed for hemorrhoid relief and cure. And there's no substitute when you need it. Isn't that the truth? You need it, you need it. 
And here's a fun segue. Wood glue. Now, I was joking earlier. I said, now, don't get your wood glue and your Preparation H mixed up. That's true. Make sure it's in two different types of bottles or mm-hmm. containers. Always have your glasses on when you're reading the tube. <laughs> don't guess. Yeah, that's like don't mix up your Preparation H and your toothpaste. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, moving on. All right, wood glue, and we also would like to have some white glue. Now, this is not necessarily something we're going to have in the bug-out bag or the get-home bag, but this is something that we want to have available, especially if we're in a bug-in situation where we can have things break. And that white glue can put most anything back together, and wood glue is absolutely not going to come back apart if you put that together and clamp it. Well, let me add, too, maybe just some super glue as well. You know, super glue was invented, I believe, in the 60s for the military Mm -hmm. to use medics, to use to pull skin together, you know, until they could get more medical treatment. Well, I've always found it sticks skin together better than it sticks some other things together. (laughs) I think that's true. Now we're going to have to go back and change this because now you've made it 19 (laughs) items. That's just, we'll just consider that a little freebie. A little bonus. Or I can go out and edit that and bring it back to 18. (laughs) All right. How about the soldering iron? Well, see, I've never used one, but I know exactly what it is. I've seen it done. Now, what would you need a soldering iron for? Repairing electronics. Oh. You you know what I'm talking about, soldering, and Mm -hmm. that's when you're melting a metal into another metal. Right. And it comes... a lot of times I will, if, if I'm building an extension cord, for example, I've got one out there that somebody hit it with a weed eater and cut it and cut off about three feet. So I don't know who that was, but anyway, I picked up a replacement receptacle for that. And when I cut the cords to be able to put them in under the screws in there, I will curve them and then I will put a little bit of solder on there oh. so those wires don't start coming out when oh. I tighten it down or work their way out. Gotcha. And it's just, if you're going to do electronics, if you're going to have ham radio stuff, you're going to need a soldering iron at some point. We use those to put the connectors on the end of the coax. Okay. We do it for all kinds of things. It's just a handy thing to have if you're doing any kind of electronic repair. Something else to have in there would be a nail clipper, your fingernail clippers and your toenail clippers. I think about my mother sometimes. We used to joke with my mother that she needed a side cutter for her nails because she had some tough nails. And my dad and I have very, very soft and very weak nails. So we have to use uh, fingernail clippers and toenail clippers. You'll also want some sort of a nail file, emery boards. Uh, they also make more decorative type, inexpensive types of nail files you can get at the dollar store Um, yeah and they have those that have about four different grits or six different mm -hmm. grits on one on one uh, four four to six grits on one one, yeah one square they're usually some kind of um, foam type base to it Mm mm-hmm And this is not just a female thing. Men need to use, you know, fingernail files as well. Oh, I have to use them quite regularly because your nails are quite tough compared to mine. Mm -hmm. Talking about soft, mine just split and break and do everything else. And and I keep them fairly short. Yeah. 
Here's another one we don't like to talk about, didn't want to hear about when our kids were growing up, and that is lice treatment. Right. A lice infestation can happen to anybody, anytime, anywhere. Has nothing to do with your socioeconomic status, has nothing to do with cleanliness in your home. It's just one of those things that gets shared from one person to another. And in an SHTF situation, it's possibly going to be shared even more. Right, because it's not you're, you're going to be living in such a way that maybe you're not going to be taking mm-hmm. regular baths and showers, and you're just going to have to find some alternative ways to keep bug-free and clean. And we might be having to hot rack our bunks. And by that means that there's somebody in it all the time. And when you get in it, it's already warm because somebody just got out of it if you're having to rotate shifts. Hot rack. That sounds like a military term. Submarines. Okay. That makes sense. Which I never qualified for at six foot four. (laughs) But the couple of submarines that I've been on, I have bumped my head very well. Oh, yes, because they're very small doors. Okay. Moving on down in the drugstore of prepperism, get you some of those adhesive heat patches. They're usually like an icy hot for pain, Mm -hmm. thermo care. They're stick on heat patches that help to relieve pain and ache and swelling. They do sometimes have 4% lidocaine in there because you're going to be overworking a lot of muscles. You can even use them as a supplement to heating your body. Hmm. If you know you're going to be in an extended cold situation, some of these heat patches will last 8 to 12 hours. And that can give you some warmth on your, you know, your around your feet, up under your arms. You know, if you put them where there's some circulation pulse points, that also helps to warm your body. Put them on your arms, put them on your wrist, inside your wrist, uh, at the back of your neck. I put them on my hip, my right hip in particular, and my right shoulder. And they do a pretty good job of giving Mm -hmm. me eight or ten hours of pain relief there. And they're very easy to fit inside a bag. They're flat, and they come in a variety of sizes. Yeah, ten of them will be about three-eighths of an inch thick. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't take up a lot of room at all. Now, I would like for you to jump into these uh, next two that you've got here because you've got a way of explaining some of the detail in here that even I had no idea about. Rat traps? Well, I know what a rat trap is, but you've got some other details here that are new to me. Mm -hmm. They're useful. You can use them for catching rats. You can catch rodents, rodent control. (laughs) I'm about about to hit you hard. (laughs) uh, Yeah, She's going to have to lean forward. That'll give me just enough time to get out of the way. I'm going to set me a husband trap. (laughs) (laughs) Now, obviously, a rat trap can be used for rodent control. But have you ever thought about catching food with it? You know, I never have. Okay. Now, I would use the clean one. I would use one that hadn't been used for catching rats yet. Mm -hmm. But you catch squirrels. I mean, we could live for a week or two out of our backyard off the squirrels if we had to. So you can use them as food traps. Okay. What else can you You use them for? You can use them as a signaling device. How so? This is where she got into not understanding what I was talking about here. You can use them as a signaling device by attaching them to something and putting a tripwire on it. Oh, I see what you're going here. Because they make a pretty distinctive sound. I'm going to make it even more than that. 
One, you can put a chemical light stick. Now, this you can't do it with a mouse trap. It's going to take a pretty good rat trap to be able to do this to break that chemical light. Well, like those break sticks, those like glow the, sticks. The, exactly, the glow okay. sticks. And so you put those around in different places, and with a trip wire on that, it breaks that, and the light, you can tell where your threat is or what tripped your, your trip wire. Now, if you really want to get a little bit creative with this thing, you can modify this thing slightly. You can drill a hole through it and put a 22 caliber blank in there. And you don't have to modify the hammer part for a rimfire because it'll come down with enough force to fire that 22 blank and tell you where the problem is. Interesting. Now, if you want to go further than that, you can even drill it out bigger. Now, you'll have to modify the hammer on this so that it is striking center fire on a shotgun shell. Now, do not try this at home, kids. Do not try this at home. But if you do this, you can open the end of a shotgun shell and remove the shot. Leave everything else in there, but remove the shot and use it the very same way. And that makes a very, very loud signal report to tell you where the problem is. Interesting. So that's good to have around your food storage area and your living area. Well, I'm thinking the perimeter of Mm -hmm. the property. Yeah, exactly. Wherever you're trying to live. we, We want to keep folks from getting in here. So we want to set some signaling devices out there. Now, I'm playing with this one, and one of you might come up with a good way to do this. Now, this would take some engineering and some building, but to use this very same system to fire a 12-gauge flare up into the air. Hmm. And so if if your signaling device gets tripped, it throws a flare up in the air. So So I'm just playing with that Location of threat or something okay. oh, it lights the whole place up where you right. can see it too that's interesting you so that what you've described i can sort of imagine it like mm-hmm. a movie scene mm-hmm. uh, i can just imagine a group of guys out in the forest or the bug out remember we saw red dawn a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago i'd never seen it before and a group of teenagers had to live out in the wilderness you know because of a, an invasion and so they had to rely on their own thought and that sounds like something they would have come up with because these were a bunch of hunting country farm boys that knew how to do stuff with big old pickup trucks trucks and guns and the kind of things they needed to protect themselves Mm -hmm. that's what they did and they were experienced campers and hunters and such as that so Mm -hmm. it's an interesting movie if you've never seen it uh, called red dawn and uh that's patrick swayze and you telling the ladies that so they go watch it i was just trying to remember who was in it (laughs) i don't remember yeah. Okay, moving on. Last one. All right, this last one. Roofing tar. Now, we told you about us having to go up on the roof, what, week and a half ago or so, mm-hmm. and repair a leak in the roof. We actually had a hole in our roof. Yeah, about a four-inch hole. Still haven't figured out how it got there, but anyway, it is fixed now, and we had major rains come through the other day, and it held on, did just exactly what it was supposed to do. So you can do roof repair with it. You can also do a temporary tent repair. Mm-hmm. If you've got some tears and rips, yeah, you've now, got to have something that will hold that type of fabric n- together. Now, the stuff is black tar, 
but you could put something on the inside and then from the outside smear this stuff on there so that it gets on both pieces of material Mm -hmm. and it will bond them together and be waterproof there. Mm. Now, another thing, you could use it to waterproof the roof of a wooden shelter. Right. You you just paste it on across the cracks. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that you can do with it, and it can also be used as a glue in a sense. Now, it's going to take it a long time to, to dry, but you can glue some things together. It's not going to be good for wood or metal, but you could glue fabrics together over a period of time. Now, it's mm. going to take it a while to dry. So Yeah, something you might use for like for shoes, maybe some sort of to help your shoes. You could if, if you don't have shoe goo. Okay. Gotcha. Now, if you put the roofing tar on there, they're done. I mean, you're not going to clean it off and wear them to church again. Well, that would add a lot of weight, depending on it how could. thick you it make could. it. It could, but you could patch a hole in it if you had to. Well, this has been a very interesting and comprehensive list of some of the forgotten and unusual things that there's really no substitute for any of these. When mm-hmm. you need something like a glasses repair kit or hemorrhoid cream, you've got to have what you got to have. Yep. And if you folks enjoyed this episode, let us know and we'll go through and dig up another 18 or 15 or 20 or mm-hmm. whatever well you're going to change it to 19 if we do 18 so <laughs> well and don't forget to do your amazon shopping go to our web page scroll down to the amazon banner click on it sign into your amazon account do some shopping you're spending money on what you're going to buy anyway and the fact that you've clicked on our banner costs you nothing but it does help support us we do earn a small commission from your support we really do appreciate that because you know, a podcast is not an entirely free enterprise. You know, it has a little cost here and there. And yeah, and we love your support. We we do, and I'm I'm really kind of concerned about you seeing what this thing actually costs over a year's time. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, maybe I can keep it that way if she doesn't see it on the taxes. <laughs> Stuff, folks. Happens. We've had a good time tonight. We've enjoyed you being here with us, and we certainly thank Jim Curtis Knives for sponsoring the program. And for coming up with the idea of building a bushcraft knife to give away to one of our listeners. Yeah, details to come. We'll give you some details on that. And we're actually going to do some more giveaways here coming up shortly. And for one, we're going to work the bugs out of the giveaway system before we give the knife away. (laughs) Right. But it's going to take Jim a little bit of time to build that. So anything else you want to add tonight before we go? Well, just, you know, reach out to us and tell us some of the unusual and and weird or maybe forgotten items that we didn't come up with. We'd love to hear your ideas. And you know why? Because stuff happens. So you got to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. We wrote Practical Prepping for Everyday People to help those who want to get started prepping or who want to take their prepping to the next level. If you enjoy this podcast, you likely have friends who would enjoy it as well. We would appreciate it if you would share the podcast on your social media accounts. The direct link is in the show notes. And as always, stuff happens. Stay prepared.